magic is in us. Getting stronger. I wish the uh, NFL game was in Philadelphia tonight because I can hear the Rocky music coming from Pittsburgh. It's close. Tampa Bay. What's? Yeah, they're in Tampa Bay. Okay, never mind. Episode one, two, three of We Were Gamers, where I don't know geography. (laughs) I should have known that. Um, All these highlights have a bunch of people in the stands that are wearing red. No towels, lots of pirate gear. Yeah. It seems to be that way. Um, That's the last we get to talk football today, because I think we're going to have too big of a podcast. 123, we're going to talk some Nintendo. I think that... um, it's been two weeks since the Nintendo Direct, or one? I don't remember. Let's ask the expert who's with us today. Ryan, welcome back to the podcast. Hello. Oh, Seriously, it's been one, it's been one week. <laughs> one week. <okay. laughs> it feels like it's been a really long time, though, because um, there was there's been like a deluge of stuff. Nintendo seems to you know want to sell games again. Who knew? What a world. Yeah, uh, not including, let's, I mean, the NES and SNES minis are doing gangbusters, and now maybe there's an N64 mini. And maybe a PS1 mini. Well, there's definitely a PS1 mini that you can pre-order that. Yeah, but yeah. like, maybe it's good. Oh, I'm sure if you... I... Okay, do we want to jump into that right away? No, we don't want to get off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have complicated feeling. The Nintendo games are inherently harder to get unless you just ROM them, right? Um, the exclusive ones versus, I feel like PlayStation in general exclusives, especially from that era, didn't exist as much. I feel like the problem with that system is they chose not to include Dual Shock controllers, so there's no analog sticks. Therefore, they can't include Ape Escape or any of the good PlayStation One games. Did a PlayStation 1 have analogs? Yeah. What? Ape Escape, dude. The game Ape Escape was the first one. I remember it. It was not... It was... I'm I'm trying to think. I only remember playing, like, Oddworld on, like, PC. They were not included with the original release of it, and they came out later, and they were the best thing to happen to the system. I know that they had them with the PS... The PS2 oh, had so them for sure. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna break the rule. I'm absolutely right on this. So okay, all right, fair enough. Anyway, the point is <laughs> that system could be bad. Who knows? But the Nintendo ones seem like they've all done gangbusters so far. It will not be bad. It will be a system though that I have concerns that people have rebought everything that could possibly be on it versus the Nintendo ones, which maybe you give and, up your old consoles or you'd like a new connector because they're so old and it's also a hundred dollars versus 70 right yeah right does i'm ryan did you end up getting any of the classic i i thought about the uh the super nes one but i didn't actually buy anything superior but the, the, uh, the n64 mini though is like gotta have I mean, the big question, though, with the uh, N64 Mini is, do you get, like, half of the best titles on the game, on the system, that were all the rare titles? Good question. Unlikely? Fortunately, if it's anything like the first two, uh, hacking new games onto it is pretty easy. True. But, yes, we need Perfect Dark on that console. You know, I guess Perfect I'm the- Dark, Banjo, uh, GoldenEye, right? Yeah, GoldenEye absolutely will be on there. We can get Banjo now. That's true. Also, 
I guess I'm the only one who didn't really have a lot of nostalgia because I never owned an N64. I just played it at every other person I knew's house. <laughs> I really have a stronger connection to the N64 than any other console. I don't know why. Maybe it's just losing at uh, Bond over and over again. I I did a lot of losing at 007. I think I think we all did. <laughs> no odd job. <laughs> Let's just do. That's why you go perfect dark and ban the Callista, and then you're fine. Is that the one that saw through walls? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who thought yeah. that was fair? I mean, it was great in single player. <laughs> it didn't just see through walls. It, like, auto-targeted through walls, too. It was like, yeah, it was like turning off clipping and then turning off, like, walls and hacking in CS or something. <laughs> oh, the good old days. <laughs> Well, we're already on consoles. Like I said, this is uh, We Were Gamers, a podcast about finding time to do things and also finding time to tackle the news about a gigantic amount of Nintendo stuff. And since we're already on consoles, should we talk about the Switch straight off the bat? And I don't mean like games for the Switch or news about the Switch or the online. We'll get to all that in a second. Let's just talk about the Switch. Okay. That seems to be pretty popular, you guys. Just a little. Are people <laughs> buying them? Is that what you're saying? In, in droves. I was concerned. I really was. In in the hot in the hot minute of last year when it was supposed to be hard to get at Black Friday, I walked into a Target and there were piles of them. So yeah, but I don't know if they've if they have yet reached the point in Japan where they're reliably in stock. Okay, so they're more popular in Japan, which is attracts with the 3ds, right? Which is a very similar, probably, uh, group of people buying these things. Yeah. Also, like, I mean, I think they're still selling well, if not, like, gangbusters here in the U.S. I mean, they're flying off the shelf compared to the Sonys and Xboxes. I think they outsold them all combined for the year so far. Yeah, and it's it's shocker. Who knew if you make video games for your system, it sells. Right. Wow. Yeah. What do you know? Um, to round that out before we get to the games, like I said, I have to ask you, uh, are you going to be buying the Pikachu console? <laughs> People that don't have it already. Yeah, I was going to say, so Michael, luckily, gonna buy the I get to opt out. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say hard pass. Oh, it's, it's certainly above the Eevee console. No, blasphemy. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I actually think those yellow controllers. Yeah, I, th- I think it's right. one and the same. Yeah, you get a different game with the different bundles, but I think it's the same. I like the controllers. I agree. I don't like the giant Pikachu sticker on the dock, though, or uh, whatever that is. Yeah. If that doesn't interest you, can I interest you in a bundle for another game? Uh, nope. We, can I say the words? Nope. Well, hang on. I, Pro- I was probably gonna, not. Defer. Defer. I was going to interject one thing, though, because you mentioned controllers. Did you see that they are releasing a set of peripheral controllers that are NES controllers? Oh, yeah. That we have snap to onto the side. Yeah, it's, have- it's so confusing, though. Did you then hear that those controllers aren't regular Joy-Cons and that you yes, can't use them? Yes, they only work undocked. And they only work on the NES games? They're yep. not actually normal it. Joy-Cons. You can only buy it if you have the online. The membership, yeah. It's, I think they limit it to one per account. Just so That's many weird. dumb ideas. 
contained in those couple of sentences there. Just the fact what's that going they let on. them uh, plug into the to the system to charge though is at least kind of cool. But it would be nice if they were fully functional Joy Cons on top of it. Yeah, but I think limiting. That, like, how would you make them an NES controller and also a Joy-Con? Like, you'd have to have extra buttons? Yeah, like, start add, and select and home. You have to I add guess. an analog stick. Yeah, well, that, that too. That's the bigger problem, yeah. The, Where do they put it? I mean, having them dock on the side of the system is cool, but that system looks super goofy with the, N60, with the, <laughs> the NES controllers on there. All right, well, all right. And also, who wants to spend, like, $70 for controllers to play a library of 20 games? That you're paying what? How much a year to pay? To play? Uh, it's only like twenty dollars. Yeah, it's okay. twenty bucks a year, so it is okay, we'll much the, more reasonably priced than the other systems. We'll do the online service next. Let's. There is another console coming uh, that is themed with multiple Nintendo characters for a game coming out that we'll have to mention later. <laughs> we don't want to lose track here. Let's. <laughs> um, also, maybe not going to grab you, Michael. No, probably not. I'll, it'll de- it'll depend on it'll depend on what the what the deals are. I'm maybe less intrigued by the design of that one as well. Mostly, <laughs> you know, like black and gray, and and by that I mean like mostly black, and it just doesn't really like stand out like the yellow controllers do or the multicolored controllers. I mean, I even have the gray switch, so like and that it, stands out more, and it stands out more than that one. Yeah, and that's yeah. the like crazy part is one that is literally just gray with black buttons still looks better <laughs> than the one. The special edition one. And both bundles are not a deal. They add 60 bucks on top of the normal price of the system to get the games, which are digital downloads. So I think I'm still a wait and see what Black Friday has in store. Yeah, see, that's that's what gets me, too, is that they're not actually, they're not a deal. They just drop it in the same box. Yeah, it's interesting, though. With the lineup they have coming end of the year, though, I wonder if, like, what actually goes on sale for Nintendo. I bet the Black Friday deals are just like, hey, here's a bundle. It goes up 60 bucks, but they include two games. Yeah, the two games, you know, some games from last year or something you can pick from a pile. A lot of retailers are doing something similar now where it's, like, priced where you buy the system and you get a game for $30 or something like that. Well, they did one bundle already that had two games. Um, it wasn't published or advertised really heavily, but they did that with uh, the Mario Tennis game. It came with... I don't even remember what the second game was. <laughs> something that I imagine that they were having trouble moving copies of. I don't know. I heard or good things about Switch. that Mario Tennis, but yeah, 1-2-Switch more likely. There you go. That actually might have been it. Um, the game that should have been the bundled game. Yeah. Yep. Probably should have been. You know, the rocky rollout, but not as rocky as previous systems. Um, game slate or online service? Let's let's go to the online service because we already talked about it for a second with the uh, the NES controllers. You have to have them. Part of that direct that uh, launched last week was a major talk on the online service, and the major talk on the online service was just as light as the previous talks on the online service, except it's now live. There's yeah. a NES library you can access and play anytime. And once they're downloaded on your console, you can play them no matter what. You can play them stuff. offline for like seven days or something before it has to ping the internet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you need it to play upcoming and current games. Some games have already started warning people you cannot 
use multiplayer anymore. I believe in Splatoon and a couple other things. Yeah, like- yeah I think most first-party Nintendo games, you're going to need it for. Some third-party games like have optional, whether they want it or not. Right, uh, Diablo being an example, I believe you you need it, even though somehow it doesn't connect to your Blizzard account. Sorry, uh, everyone who enjoyed playing Mario Kart Online for free. You got to pay now, but Fortnite 20, doesn't need to pay. 20. Twenty a year, and you can like get together with eight friends if you want to make it like thirty eight dollars for all of you together, some family bundle type thing. There's like a family bundle price where you can like link like seven Switch accounts to the online service. And it's uh-huh. a significantly cheaper price. And uh, it doesn't have to actually be family. Are those separate accounts? Like if I buy a game and then you buy a game, et cetera, et cetera? I assume so. I haven't delved deep enough in it to know for sure. Let's never assume anything related to Nintendo Online. Right. The Switch was right. going so yeah. well, and then they released Nintendo Online. Yeah. Sp- well, I'm... Because they, they could do the thing where it's like, oh, they all have to be child accounts on the first one. And so then, yeah, it works, but only if you buy your Switch first and get your eight friends to link up to your Switch as chi- children accounts or whatever. Like, Yeah, this is the company where I've now purchased games multiple times on multiple systems because, you know, buying them means you can't download them again. Well, I think they actually fixed that issue with, uh, with oh, the Switch Online. Because I think you can technically share a game between your account, and they have it they have it set up now so that only one of the two systems playing the game can be online currently with it to prevent you know like you're just sharing it to everyone now if you've bought something on your three d s it still doesn't count right right it's just for switch stuff right well, and um you also need it for cloud saves which are not entirely cloud saves someone explain this part of it i think it's just i think it's just it, where there's cloud saves it's okay. just certain key games are not going to allow cloud saves for reasons that make no sense you know games where you might want a cloud save such as dark souls or <laughs> yeah Wait, was dark souls excluded yes it was for online reasons and the same reason that dead cells was excluded another game where you might want to have a cloud save Explain to me why I would want a cloud save for those games, because I'm I'm not fully on board with, with why I care. So if you're playing the game on your console and you get your, uh, you know, you're on your Wi-Fi on your Switch or whatever, you get your to the place you want, you stop, you save, you pick it up, you want to go on the road, and you get to your friend's house, and you're like, oh man, he has Dark Souls too. you want to show him your save, you log in as yourself because it's just an account, right? You log in, he has the game, you can play. There's no save there, though, because you didn't click the button separately that says upload to the cloud. Oh, wait, Dark Souls doesn't even have that button because n- no reason. Okay. So, some game sharing, but uh, not sharing, I guess, but... but uh, I mean, the same reason you would want to have, you know, if you have a Switch... You know, in multi- if you have two switches, if you have like a switch for your children and then a switch for you, and okay. you wanted to play it over on the second one while your kids are using yours for whatever reason, I don't know why you have that set up, but hey, there you go. I've definitely run into it on the PC. Like I like having my BattleTech save in the cloud because I can do it on my laptop on the road or here. But right, but on it- a switch, you'd take it with you. So I had a harder time understanding. Well, it seems more like if you lose your console in general. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
the biggest problem I have with it is besides the fact that it's just excluded from some games, which I don't make no sense to me at all. But the fact that you have to opt into it rather than it being the default is the thing that's insane to me. So you have to go to a menu and intentionally say, Hey, make this into the cloud save rather than just the normal save. Because wouldn't you just always want the saves to be backed up to the cloud? Is there ever a reason you wouldn't want that? Is there a chance that's just bad coding? Something they had to work around? No, because the way they would have done it is just a toggle, right? You either save it to the hard drive or you save it to the cloud. There's no reason why they couldn't just set the default to be a one instead of a zero. Or like, is it, is there some kind of privacy thing that I don't understand? But like, I just, it makes no sense to me that it's literally one is just a better version of the other one. Why wouldn't you always take the better one? I mean, the lack of stuff is probably the biggest hiccup, but like the, the laughable thing is when they talk about games that are excluded from cloud saves, and one of them is Splatoon 2, and the reasoning is because people could reset to an older cloud save where their MMR was higher, and, and you're just like, we're paying for online service, but matchmaking score and your ranking isn't saved Nintendo side, it's saved locally. So somebody could hack it? Yes, yeah, that's, totally. that's the reasoning why. Well, that's going to go well in Fortnite. Which, by the way, does not require you to pay for the Nintendo online service. I'm sure yep. Fortnite came up with a deal with them for something. Why? Especially in the case of, like, Splatoon, a game which is basically, like, the online is is why people are there, right? Oh, in right. theory? Yeah. Yeah. You'd think so. You're cutting a lot of people that were playing that online now out, right? Because they then have to, you know, pay money when they weren't before. And then your reason for saying, oh, you can't use these other online features that you're, we're now requiring you to pay for is because, oh, it's it's unfair and it, hackers could do stuff. Well, like, well, and you think it would be really easy if you just saved it Nintendo side, which, you know, it's 2018 playable online should be a given. Isn't that like their job to make it so that you can do take advantage of their features in their games? Like... I, it's, that's very baffling to me. Maybe walking forward, Splatoon 3 is free? Oh, God, no. I don't think any yeah. Nintendo games online is going to be... I mean, if it's a... require the online service. If it's a multiplayer-only thing and they add a bunch of microtransactions, they could do it. I don't yeah. see them ever doing that, but they could. But you still have to pay for online, but you don't pay the 60 up front, uh... I, maybe. I feel like if they start doing that, though, people are just gonna want it to be free in everything and then why are you trying to make people pay in the first place yeah it just gets messy so the online service is in trouble is what we're hearing <laughs> what makes it better in your view cloud save fixing a game a game that makes you want to play it and mm, use the I service if there's one of those coming later this year there may there may be well i mean in theory you know people have been playing mario kart 8 what is it, Deluxe or whatever that one is? Yeah, that's that's true. And like, I know Splatoon's still really popular. And Splatoon is still really popular, and Mario Kart is always popular. So, I mean, those are good reasons. Mario Tennis, I assume, requires it, too. Those are yes. all games that people seem to have liked, whether there's a lot of people playing them still or not. I don't know. But, you know, those are games. Um, Overwatch is coming, maybe? Rumored? Rumored, do we think? I mean, after Diablo, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, it's on other consoles, so... Yeah. Again, I, though, will you have a separate account? Because that would probably turn a lot of people off. So. Well, I know they talked. They the Overwatch team talked about 
a, one of their goals is to link the console accounts with PC accounts. That would certainly entice me to be more interested in playing it on a console when I have obviously a ton of progression on the PC and I have yeah. no interest whatsoever in using a console where I have to start over. Um, you kind of have to. There's no way that any, that I would walk out and buy Overwatch on my Switch if I had one uh, without being able to access my progression. Although, you know, I guess the same thing applies to Destiny, right? Because aren't they using Blizzard tech similarly? And there's no progression carryover on PC in that game either. I think, though, that the Destiny, they figured this before. The Destiny people didn't cross over. They either played it on PC or they played it on... I guess it came out on console first there and then went to PC after. So maybe it's like a slightly different process. I don't know. PC was kind of a... uh, Maybe we can get some extra money here play i think a little bit more um but we're kind of digging into games a little bit here so people's thoughts on um on maybe the upcoming games that we saw some of in the the direct or or things that have been announced um we'll leave the biggest one for the end going to require the most talking well i want to i was going to say i want to i want to hear some uh some thoughts from Ryan on Octopath. Oh, oh yeah, that one's already out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you talk about supply shortages. Did you see all those stories about what was going on in Japan with that game? What made that so popular? I mean, I mean, obviously it's a Square game. It seemed like it was going to be fun and cool, but I'm, I haven't seen any craze like this since Bravely Default One. Yeah, I mean, it was like flash in a pan, perfect, right? Like people were just like guess really really hungry for an old school rpg yeah i was gonna ask do you think that any of the the craze for it and people's eagerness to get their hands on it and play through it beyond what anything nintendo had released to that point had to do with the way they put out the demos for this game well i i just i i think it was like square was legitimately experimenting with what the Switch could do. And they didn't, like a lot of developers, didn't have necessarily faith in Nintendo with the track record following the Wii U. Mm -hmm. So I think the demo was a lot of just putting it out there and getting feedback for what people actually wanted on a game and what would sell. I mean, you can't blame them for being gun-shy, right? Oh, yeah. And, I mean, based on the feedback from that demo, I mean, I played it for like five minutes, and I was like, this looks pretty rad. I will be interested in checking out the full thing i didn't follow through with that plan but (laughs) and i I know they took a lot of lot of feedback from that first initial like very very bare bones demo they released and like actually incorporated incorporated into the final product of the game so you've played or completed i have played completing is a tall order uh okay so give us a layout of the game a little bit because i'm i'm curious i i had this as a game that I thought about purchasing before the Switch got to me, like, so that I could play it day one on when I got one. Um, but I was concerned. I heard you kind of, like, replay a lot of the game again to see different stuff. It's I wouldn't say replay. It's just, it's set up very, very different, differently from other games. And so you can, like, approach it from a different way. So the fundamental way the game's played is that Octopath in the name is that there's eight different protagonists. And when you start up the game, you pick any one of the eight as your starting point, and that's your main character. 
and they're locked into your party until you complete their individual story. And then you just travel around the world and you can recruit all the other characters and have a party of four. Um, but it's just, it's laid out very differently because rather than this overarching story of, you know, there's some bad guy trying to destroy the world and you have to stop them. And time it's about, trouble. yeah, it's about these eight individual characters and their individual story. So I think you could easily say the biggest complaint about the game is that the other characters at times when you're going through one person's story feel like an afterthought and don't interact at all, really, because you're going through their story and they're not part of the cutscenes or not pertinent to it. But it's just it's interesting how it's a significantly different layout than traditional RPGs, yet it just feels like it's something that was made in the past. Some pictures that looks pretty, too. Oh, it looks that they're going to use that engine for things. Most importantly for JJ, maybe, is how's the music? Does it repeat a lot? <laughs> it is probably, like, I, I still have different characters' themes, like, playing in my head nonstop. And oh. the battle music, as you, like, so the, the, you have the eight, eight characters you pick up first, and they're kind of, like, in an inner ring on the map, like, as you go around. And then as their stories progress, you expand outward on that map. And the further out on the map you get, the more buildup there is in the battle music, just in general. So you can kind of tell, like, if the battle music progresses with you, it's it, the music is amazing. So you mean unlike Dragon Quest XI, where it's the same samples every five seconds? Check, check in that box for uh, I I saw a uh, quick aside about Dragon Quest. I saw there was a mod someone put out where they modded in the symphonic versions of the song, so I'm going to check that out tonight. Ooh, nice. Anyway, I l am a sucker for an old-school JRPG with good music, so... I, it's this is some of the best music I've ever heard in an RPG. I probably I probably need to jump in on this. Yeah, All it's right. it's it's amazing, and and the battle system is it's very good. You talked about the Bravely series, and it's it's kind of a progression step from that. Okay, yeah, I mean they seem to be always dragging forward the idea. So if it's not like a mainline fan, Final Fantasy for them. They seem to be dragging forward kind of a lot of the same mechanics well, I th that they I think it's the with. I think it's the Bravely team. Yeah, right. So the Bravely team seems to be their their next group up for me. Right, games. and like yeah, the big the big uh the big difference in the battle style is rather than like the Bravely series where you you know, you uh preload your turns basically. Right. Um in Octopath you get a boost bar and every turn you get a point. And so you can use those at any point in time. So rather than like having a detriment, it's all a bonus and how you want to time it. Oh, okay. Because there was a little bit of the first Bravely iteration where you were, you were hamstrung a little bit by your decision. Right. And like, and the boss fights are just amazing. Like yeah. the, the way the battle system is designed where the enemies have their, like these break points you have to do in a certain, like you have to hit them with an axe three times and they're vulnerable to attacks for a turn and they skip their turn. Um, which it makes some of the random battles tedious when like in other RPGs you just steamroll people, but every battle requires your attention in the game, which makes the random battles sometimes seem like a chore. Um, but when you get to the boss fights and they throw this mechanics with how you break enemies and stuff, it's, there are these epic 30-minute fights where it's just such a reward when you finally beat the boss because it's throwing something you haven't seen yet at you. Can you save in the middle of a 30-minute fight? No. Oh well, it's a switch. Yeah, and, you can just and put there's it into stuff, sleep there's mode, stuff right? that'll come out of nowhere and mess you up. No, but that's the part that I don't like is 
I played this fight for 22 minutes and like the end of Bravely did this to me where the first time through I got about 26 minutes into it. Uh Oh, I didn't know that that attack just wipes your party. You need to cast like dark protect or whatever before the phase changes. They, uh, they give you some like visual and like text notifications when something big's coming up like that. So for the most part, you usually know. So I have one more pet peeve about RPGs and Dragon Quest actually it's my most recent uh stepping touchstone here. Uh Dragon Quest does a thing that I love where the characters that are not in battle with you gain equal experience to all the other people. You said you get a party of 4 here. So you said there are 8 people, right? Yeah, that that does not happen. Oh. And so, yeah, so the way it works is every character has their own story, and it's separated into uh, four different acts, basically, for each character. Um, and the acts have, like, recommended levels to progress to them and things like that. But, um, you know, when you go down, you'll, you'll probably, you'll play the game, you'll collect the characters, you'll pick the four that your favorite, you'll do their story. And then you can do all of the stories, you can do all eight of them, but when you get down to the number five... And you're, you're putting someone that's like level 11 in your party. There's a little bit of grinding you need to do to get them back up to speed. That's a shame. I, I, had, I mean, I ran into the same problem with uh, with Fire Emblem here. So speaking of which, uh, back, harken back to last week. Uh, let's say the tactics games you do not want to auto battle. I can imagine that going badly. The computer is not very smart. With your HP. I just did an experiment with it yesterday to <laughs> see what would happen because we talked about last week trying auto battle. The Switch seems like it's going to be a home for a lot of RPGs. I don't know if it's going to overtake the 3DS in terms of that, but we've talked at length about Xenoblade Chronicles on this podcast. Uh, with some new DLC coming, is it a separate game? Is Torna a separate game? It's, it's releasing... It's... <laughs> It is the, uh, right? yeah, they're releasing the, the, I think the hard copy comes out this Friday, but it's the, like they advertised when the game launched that with the, you know, season pass thing or whatever, um, you get at some point this time, uh, whatever the story expansion they called it as. And people just assumed it was going to be like, you know, an add on quest after the main story of the game. Uh But it turns out it's some like full fledged 20 plus hour game. That's a sequel to all of the story. Yeah, uh, oh. I believe it might be a prequel. I meant, I sorry, I meant prequel. Yeah, and it just has like different battle mechanics. Like it doesn't. Well, it's, it's expands it and like yeah. it, it fine tunes it. They they have stuff that is like changed drastically from the base game, and it's just like that is not something that would go in like a quote a story expansion unquote. <laughs> So it's uh it is a pretty sizable looking thing. Um, are they trying to make the game better? Or are they just like, oh, we didn't like this or uh, I what, think what they're just of sort of change. So they allow you to swap between the blade and the driver. And blades are the like characters that you kind of are bonded with in that game, the driver being the actual humans that are your your NPCs or main characters. And so you can actually, so in the previous, in the initial release of the game, the blades sort of do their moves automatically on their own based on whatever stance you're in. Uh, and then they kind of just like do, you know, oh, here's one and two and three and four or whatever. Uh, now you can actually 
swap and play as the blade, run around as them, execute the moves when you want them to, then flip over to the driver and execute those moves. It just gives you a lot more flexibility and the ability to execute the combos like more correctly and on demand uh, than you were able to do before with the system of it working automatically at certain times. Hmm. That's like a pretty sizable gameplay change uh, from what I remember when I played it. So I, I am interested in that, but the story is <laughs> not interesting, I guess I'll say. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's my opinion, of course. There's definitely interesting stuff that they show uh, in those trailers, but I enjoyed where that game ended, and I don't know that going back to before it took place is really what I'm interested in doing. So You'd rather have seen, like, a, a separate story? Yeah, that game ends in such a crazy way that I would love to see them do stuff after that ending. Um, so I think part of the other DLC pack, like technically, takes place afterwards. I'm not too sure. Uh, it's possible. I mean, I, with like the challenge mode stuff, where there's uh, some crossover. The game definitely has really crazy high levels of like skill ceiling and stuff, like super bosses and stuff. So more of those probably are very welcome for people who got way into the battle system. So not only Xenoblade, not only Octopath, uh, the Direct also announced a ton of Final Fantasy games coming to the Switch. Rip Final Fantasy VIII. I was just going to say, hopefully <laughs> you don't like Final Fantasy VIII, because not that one. I actually don't know, but it might be my favorite. I don't know if it's ten or eight. Well, I think you get seven, you get nine, you get ten, you get ten, two, and you get twelve, but no eight. Harsh. Is it a pack? Is it all, like all one? No. No, they'll be no, separate, I'm separate games. Be, yeah. Besides yeah. ten and ten two. Right. They'll Why do no the eight? they'll do the thing that they did everywhere else where oh seven is, you know, nine or nine dollars or ten or ten dollars or five dollars on sale, and the other ones will be the same way, uh, except for eight, which will not show up at all apparently. <laughs> There's a PC <laughs> version of that out on Steam, you can buy it right now. I already have it, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I'm not going to say it's a great version of that game, but it exists. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I mean, it's more than you could say about this. They have nothing. Eight there. is amazing when you play it from the perspective of Squall dies at the end of disc one. Oh, yeah. I've heard that that rumor that floats around. Those conspiracy theories about that game are great. I don't know. Conspiracy theory is the right word. But like the fan theories of like what's actually going on. And I love it. Is that where he is in the fight and with the the sorceress? The yeah, sorceress and he gets and he gets hit by the ice. Yeah, mm -hmm. gets speared. Yeah, winds up in the hospital. I'm gonna have to rethink everything now. It's a good theory. Also, uh, eight is the one that you can break immediately, almost from the very beginning of the game, and be insanely overpowered eight, for the whole game. Well, I mean, yeah, you could do that, but they, like the draw system is actually really, really fun and makes some complex gameplay with like how you build your character stats and stuff. Oh, I'm I'm all for it being complex and fun. I just like that you can just be overpowered instantly. Refine one of those uh, the card game cards into ninety nine of one of the strongest magics and just junction that to attack and then one shot everything for the whole game almost. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh... All right, so the squares in, right? Squares like way in, clearly. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Nintendo, that, that Nintendo committed, right? Everything that was on the Wii U that is popular is either out already on the Switch or 
or coming. Where's I, I Mario Maker? Thing is, yeah, Mario Maker is. Where's the Mario Maker? Well, Mario Maker, and there's a there's a big community too that wants to see a Metroid game, which is well, coming. Well, it's, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sh- right? I'm shocked they haven't announced the Prime Trilogy like remastered yeah. coming yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, but Prime Four is coming, so you can almost bet the Prime Trilogy will be either at or not far behind. Oh, I I think they're just waiting to time it. Yeah. Right. Um. And now you've got things like Fortnite and Diablo. Are companies? I know there's been a lot of company closures with Telltale and a bunch of uh, others in the past week. I think of branches of other companies closing. But do you think companies are seeing the switch? Like, oh my, we can finally make money in another sector here of players. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I've had my switch since launch. Uh-huh. And I use it, you know, primarily docked. Very yeah. rarely do I take it out. Yeah, I'm primarily docked. But when I when I flew to Maryland and took it with me and just was able to play Mario, like the same Mario game, full time, just on the plane, it, that was when it clicked as like an amazing system. Yeah, I think Nintendo too has been really making an effort to court developers in a way that they have not been willing to do in the past. It seems like it's easy system. Maybe they've finally knocked it out to get people's games remade on there. I know another RPG coming that I'm excited for is, um, and maybe everybody should say something they're excited for here. But would you say that nope. Nintendo smashed it out of the park? Oh wait, wait, wait. Let me let me get in here. <laughs> <laughs> the world ends with you is another RPG that's coming. Uh, oh hell yeah, that game's rad. Nice. Yeah, they're remixing that. I don't know how. Oh, you gotta you gotta imagine Kingdom Hearts is coming, right? Okay, I don't know. I actually think so. maybe not, but like I think they're done with Nintendo. I think they're PlayStation and nothing. Man. I mean, with the Final Fantasy crossover, maybe. I heard an interesting rumor that they would like to see Sora and the others make it to some Disney parks, which m- might be likely in Japan. That's oh, I a- could see it in Japan. That sounds yeah. like a zero percent chance we ever see that in the U.S. But yeah. that, would be, that would be legit in Japan. I would make a trip not just for that but make it if i was in japan and i could see that i would i would do that ryan you go last anybody else see anything coming up that you think is just going to be a game changer for the switch i i don't know um the world ends with you as a game changer but i think the fact that people are going back to take complicated 3ds stick games and remake them for a switch uh really speaks to the system having a good year next year I think I'm actually interested in playing Bloodstained, the Kickstarter, which still has not come out yet, uh, on the Switch. So I think that's a good one. That could be pretty cool. Yeah, I think we already we already briefly touched on the the one that I'm excited for, which is Prime Four. Yeah, that's that's exciting stuff. I know you're a side scroller uh, Metroid guy. Are you a big Prime dude as well? I don't. Yeah, I did. I'm trying to remember which uh, of the Primes I played through. Not all of them? Sadly, no, not all of them. Two is the tedious one. Three is the one with the motion controls that are actually okay, but is, like, awkward. And Zero was the last one, and Other M. Those aren't really Prime games, but they kind of are. Yeah, it must have been three. All right. I know his GameCube controller has been quaking in his hand this <laughs> entire podcast. Let me just wave Dash right on over here. nice the biggest thing uh that we got to see a lot of in the last two directs 
and what could possibly be maybe the biggest game of the year, despite the fact that it's been a crazy big year for games and the Switch? Smash. Within years, not not so long ago, we got a Smash on the Wii U. Yeah, I think it was 2014? Mm, that sounds like too long ago. I actually, I think it is. I think it's 2014. That sounds about right. Really? I was just more surprised that they went back to it so soon. Got right, exactly. Well, there was all the rumors right after like Smash Four came out with like uh, job postings for a new Smash game, and everyone just assumed it was for DLC. Oh, I see. So they were already working on it. Yeah, it looks like they started production in 2015. It's interesting to know your game's going to a be a failure and b be needed again right away for your next system. <laughs> Well, I think that by the time they released Smash 4 on the Wii U, they were like, yeah, no amount of new Wii U sales are going to help this system here. Right, yeah, that was yeah. that was the draw. It's like you can only reach so much capacity with the Wii U. Which is it's so weird. Every Wii U game that was good, that maybe a lot of people didn't play because they didn't have a Wii U, is now on the Switch and selling like crazy. I'm still waiting for X, though. I was going to say, Xenoblade Chronicles X, where are yep. you? Yeah. Mario Maker. Where? Okay, okay. We, we covered that we need those things, but what we need, really need to do right now is talk about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And if you name a game Ultimate, how you make another one after it. They killed Luigi, you guys. <laughs> that, I mean, that was amazing. <laughs> and it, speaking of the Direct, though, like, do you think these trailers are not only hinting at characters, but hinting at future Nintendo games? Because uh, Luigi definitely. was using the Poltergeist from Luigi's Mansion 3. Definitely. Which wasn't revealed yet. Yeah. 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 I agree with both of those things. One, I don't think they're done with characters for this game, which is insane. There's what, one blank spot left on the box? No, don't believe don't believe the box theory. <laughs> There's always DLC, you guys. And there were several DLC characters for Smash Four even, so it's certainly possible that they add more random people. I it's just crazy to me that their quote is, we got everyone again, when some of those everyone people are like solid snake and <laughs> like just wacky weird people from back in the day. Well, and, and so Ryan, you're really plugged into Smash. Why are there like multiple Splatoon people? You know, what? Where where's the audience for some of these characters? There's, there's only one Splatoon, dude, man. There's only one Inkling. Are you sure? Yeah, just they got they got the like eight costumes carried over at least eight costumes. So you got the male and female versions. Oh, okay. Which, to be fair, is similar to what they're doing with a lot of other characters, right? Isn't like Marth and was it Lucina or someone are basically like the oh, same? Those, those oh, God, give you guys some history. Where those were those were already those are already split. But yeah, no, they have like the Echo characters, but like Echo. characters like Olimar have Alf as a from like uh, Pikmin three as a costume. So, yeah. So they're t they're they're padding their character count here already, and then they're still adding new full characters on top of it. I know that that I mean the funniest thing to me was that that Nintendo Direct was probably the best Nintendo Direct in a long time and like showed off a ton of big games. And I was just I was viewing it from one lens, one lens only, and I'm like <laughs> all you give me is Isabel, that's it. <laughs> It was a huge direct. Yeah, I, hey, it does. It starts with the Legion Mansion Three. You got Animal Crossing. You got like another trailer for Damon X Machina, which looks amazing. And it's just like, nope. I need more characters, please. 
Greedy. Uh, so are you going to buy all the Amiibos to fill out your roster? Okay, I already pre-ordered my Ridley Amiibo. That that was a lock. Why? <laughs> I just R- don't Ridley, understand. Ever since I amiibo. was a kid and I saw that trailer for the opening movie for Melee, and you got Samus coming in and then Ridley swoops by carrying the Metroid, and I thought Ridley was going to be in the game. Ridley's been the one character I wanted in Smash. I just more meant why Amiibos in general, but I guess that's a better explanation to a question I didn't ask. I like your answer better. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're bringing across all the Amiibo. Like, is it the same game, but just remade or what was now that we've sat with everything that they've basically said is coming, right? You know, everything that could possibly be in this game at this point, it feels to me like kind of almost, not new, but very new. Oh, that's the thing, Andrew. We don't know everything. We still haven't heard anything about online, and we still got the the grayed out spirits mode that we haven't heard anything about. True, and single player. That's presumably the single player mode, which is okay. going to be some sort of like melee adventure mode slash subspace hybrid. They had that weird board game in the last one. Oh, don't talk to me about Smash Tour. What's wrong with <laughs> Smash Tour? I kind of liked it. It was pretty. Smash weird. Tour was like a. Dumbed down Mario Party that just was torture to play. Just like regular Mario Party, then. <laughs> no, Mario Party's great if you want to ruin friendships. Yeah, so it's torture. That's true. Just like what he said. <laughs> well, what if they had like a Soul Calibur esque adventure mode? Well, that's kind of what um, they said classic mode was going to be. Oh, okay. So classic mode's going to be like, it's going to be shorter but tailored specifically to each character. So each character's classic roster or, like, fight progression is different. Including the Echoes? Including the Echoes, well, presumably. I like that, though, because it does. It feels... It keeps it from feeling stale. Right, and, a lot, like, the Wii U's one just was so forced because they were doing the parallel development with the 3DS one and they just had to tack something on and you were, like, fighting characters in cluster groups just to get them done with. Yep. Fair enough. Um... Okay, so they're bringing a new console. They're bringing a special edition in Europe that comes with a GameCube controller and an adapter. They're bringing a special edition in America that comes with a Pro controller for some reason. Where do you? Where are we landing? Or you could play, I guess, with your Joy Cons. Where are we landing on what you're supposed to be doing with this Smash in terms of controllers? Because I'm starting to get anxiety already, not knowing if I should have seen my waypoints or not. Here, I, I have this solution for you. The GameCube controller needs to die. I solved it. It's done. Well, it's, it's going to be interesting because the uh, the Pro Controller is not a bad controller at all. I agree. For those of you that have it, what what are the benefits of the Pro Controller over the Joy-Cons? On the, even separated off the system onto the thing. It just, it just feels like you're playing with an old school controller rather than like the separate things. Uh-huh. And you've got the dual analog sticks. I guess you have that on the... The Pro Controller is a lot more similar in a hand feel and a, and a size to something like a 360 controller or a PS4 controller, whereas the the Joy-Con thing still feels kind of square-like. This thing is proper handles and controller grips and stuff. And you got, yeah, you got weight to it and stuff, too, where the Joy-Cons are very small and light. Do you feel like the game is going to be tailored for GameCube controllers, though, considering the Pro scene will not let the controller die? And they have to have programmed for it. Well, that's the thing. Is like I don't know if you can ever use a wireless controller for like a pro scene because of interference with multiple ones at once. 
Yeah. So I mean, even PS4 and stuff has that problem where you can't use wireless controllers because of those reasons. Ignoring the wireless, let's say they made the Pro Controller wired for you for that purpose for the Pro scene. Do you think that it would overtake the GameCube controller? Or or what would you play on if it were you? I, I mean, I, I'll definitely try. I mean, I have my uh, GameCube controller still. Like, I think I have more than one still. Um, so I'm gonna try out. I'm gonna try out everything and see what feels comfortable. Rebuttal I mean, I, I'll be I'll be welcome to kick your butt online using one Joy-Con only. Uh, I mean, there's virtually no chance of that happening because I doubt very much that I will buy this game. So, ooh, uh, I mean, you cut me deep. I'm very happy to play it at other people's houses, just like I did with Smash back in the day. <laughs> Um, but Another you know, great N64 game. Uh, sure, and a Wii uh, game that was also pretty good, and a Wii U game that was all right. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but you know why they have a controller out already? Why do they have to keep bringing this relic from the past forward that has like weird button placement and weird grips and all this stuff? Just like no. Maybe this is the one that just finally kills Melee. So you can see stick smash it. Bro, you got these analog sticks. That's what they're for. No, oh, man. <laughs> C-stick smashes. That's how you win. You got buttons. Th- there's all kinds of buttons you could do that with. I think that Ryan's shaking his head. No, I mean, I, I half agree that it's like, it's, you know, the GameCube controller is how many years old at this point? I mean, there should be other ways to functionally play the game. Let people play it with a friggin' fight stick if they want. I don't care. Look, I'm going to be I'm going to be serious. I uh, this is this not joking at all. I honestly think Wiimote Nunchuck worked. I think it was a it was it was functional as a smash controller. You just had to get used to it. Okay. Uh should I be buying this special edition with a pro controller? If you don't have a pro controller, yes. I mean, only if you want the pro controller. Like, a pro controller is something you'll use for nearly every game. I like the D-pad on it better. Rather than taking those Joy-Cons off and putting them on the free thing. Yeah, I, I started off with, like, playing Zelda back in, you know, when it first came out with just the Joy-Cons. I mean, it's nice being able to just lounge and, like, have your arms who knows where at any point in time. But the, uh-huh. the weight and having the actual control in your hands just feels right. It's kind of a see-through controller. I'm into it. All right. Well, uh, I don't know. How much more is there to say about Smash? Way like... too much. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, have you? Uh, do you have any thoughts on Labo? I I think it's really really cool. It's not my thing, but like I hope they keep making more of it because it's actually neat and it's a great way to get kids into you know programming and stuff like that. Where I mean, where do you think the Labo goes though? Like, what is? Wait, I, I still I, I haven't seen anyone with the uh, that robot set yet, which was like the one that I thought was actually cool. I'm yeah, pretty like sure that's out. But... More games like that, that would be cool. Yeah, I it I think Michael's right though. It's definitely aimed at like parents who want to do a th- an activity together with their kids because I feel like some of those cardboard folds are going to need slightly more dexterous fingers than maybe children are capable of. Uh, Speaking of Smash controllers, though, you could uh, you could play with uh, the Labo wheel. You can play Smash with the Labo wheel. I'm sure you could set it up. <laughs> this sounds like some very uh, what's his name, disguised toast playing uh, the Overwatch people Overwatch. playing Winston with bananas. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that sort of thing. It's the guy doing Dark Souls with the DDR pad. <laughs> 
Well, somebody did it with a one of those switch. Like, what was the glove? The game. The glo- game. Oh, the, the power. The power glove. glove. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pay, playing games with the power glove. That's always a fun one. Winning with the Donkey Kong Bongo controllers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's even the right system. <laughs> I could. I could keep going. We could talk Nintendo for a long time, but uh, until we get another direct, or um, you know one of us ends up with a switch and we have a lot more games to talk about maybe we should table this until more smash news hopefully that means it's soon uh, i doubt it i mean they're you're running out of time for there to be news as i say it doesn't the game come out in december december 7th yeah. early if you buy the bundle the bundle comes out early but that's i doesn't that isn't that strange the console bundle yeah it's odd I don't know. Maybe you can't play the game. No, you can play the game. Maybe I don't. I don't think it's probably. Yeah, you probably can't download it until the actual launch. Ah. Uh, yeah, and I wonder too. When you get the bundled version, can you only play part of it? Is it full functionality with a day one? Well, it's it's a download, so you probably just can't even download it until launch day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, on that sour note. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Ryan, for joining us today on We Were Gamers, a podcast. Yeah. Because it's, you know, not streamed on Twitch yet. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> if people want to send us their questions, we have podcast at weweregamers.com, an email address. So send them there about Smash or whatever else we were wrong about. Uh, also, you can find us on social media at We Were Gamers on Twitter and Instagram. We're at We Were Gamers on Facebook. Check us out. Like, subscribe to this podcast everywhere you can find it. JJ, will you be buying the Banjo-Kazooie Insane Trilogy? If they name it that, yes. 